some more fun facts. Isn't it awesome to see some of your favorite content creators and favorite people, honestly, you follow here on this app, be a part of this amazing community called The Nerd Initiative. All right, it is March 25th, 2023. It is the final uh, news, uh, nerd news before C2E2. And um, joined as always, uh, you have me and Michael. Michael, how are you doing? Doing better now. We're having some camera problems earlier. That's why we're late, but doing good. <laughs> yeah. If it, if we don't have technical difficulties, are we even doing anything right? I yeah, mean, that's, that's pretty much how it is. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to talk about, uh, this evening, uh, news wise, as well as like us kind of giving our final thoughts and recommendations for what's coming into C2E2, um, as there will be a large conglomerate of nerds, not just any nerds, but also nerd initiative nerds, uh, joining together. And, um, and of course we have to, we have to thank, uh, the organization that kind of like is running the whole thing. That is the nerd initiative merch store. And nice. so, yes. Um, and, and in fact, I, I don't even want to call it the nerd initiative merch. It should just be called nerd merch. I thought you were going to say um, something like read pop. And I was like, we're thinking read pop right now. Like, is that no. what we won't thank read pop for sure until after the convention, but yeah, yes, if it goes well. We'll thank read pop. If not, we'll, yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so possibly we'll be thanking read, read pop for this, um, uh, for this opportunity. Mind you beyond, beyond the maze, it's been less than a year and we've got a booth at C2E2. We are doing an amazing trivia, uh, panel which Donovan has been so eloquently putting together and I I am I'm amazed at the level of prizes that are going to be there. Well that Kevin um, Feige hat is mm -hmm. uh, yeah I'd be like I wish he we just pull that out and do something <laughs> that like yeah it's like uh can can we get popsicle sticks as well and can we answer the questions like are are we ruled out because we're part of the panel? Well, are you all back? Because we probably know the answers to the questions ahead of time. But you know, I haven't been paying attention to anything in that, in that channel, so I'm I'm going in blind. If I if it's if I know it, it's I know it. But um, but no, it's been it's been fantastic. Um, just everything that we're doing. That's going to be an S four hundred two the panel mm -hmm. on Friday night at five forty five next mm -hmm. week. Um, and then you can catch us. Oh, you know what? You know what I can do? I, I didn't even think about this. You can catch us at booth seventeen forty two. Um, one seven four two. That's where we'll be at. Mm -hmm. Um, where you have a chance to get some amazing nerd merch, um, hats, uh, beanies, uh, t shirts, uh, just lots of cool stuff. And there might even be a couple bits of uh, nerd initiative shades as well. Not trying to cast shade on anything, but um, we're we're excited to be there. Yeah, we so, got uh, beanies, hats, backpacks. Um, yes, not too many of the backpacks, but. Fine, you know, yep. and you know, and and really, all you have to do to get a chance to get any of those things is just come and be prepared to tell your nerd origin story because mm -hmm. you are the celebrity for us. Um, this fandoms, um, nerd initiative, we are all about the individual, and so it doesn't matter if it's Chris Evans or the guy cosplaying Cap Captain America. Uh, every person has their own story to tell and we want to tell those stories. So please be sure to come though. Um, it, it would be pretty cool if Chris Evans stopped by the booth and 
talk to us. Oh, but. oh absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and um, jump into the news. Uh, nerd news of the week. I don't like the way that looks. Why does it look that way? There we go. I feel better with this. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm picky. I'm going to be picky always. So first up in the news, if you didn't know about this, the blockbuster.com website has been revived. And this is what you see if you go to it right now. Um, there were some jokes on the Twitter account uh, back in the, earlier in the year where they were saying our one of our New Year's resolutions was to bring back uh, Blockbuster services. And of course, you know, is it too late to change our resolution? But now this is happening and everyone on the Internet is wondering, is Blockbuster trying to make a comeback? Uh, it could happen. Is it, there's still that one store open, right? In like Oregon or. Yeah, I think it's like, it's, I think it's either Oregon or Washington. Um, the, the, the last Blockbuster. And in fact, at some point they had it where I think they were doing like an Airbnb where you could spend the night in the Blockbuster. Ah, that's cool. So I mean, look, retro is, is is always going to be a thing, right? It's never going to be out of style. Ooh, almost lost, lost Spidey there. Um, re re being retro is never going to be out of style because that's the whole point of being of retro, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of these stores popped up. Kids like that have not experienced Blockbuster. And I, I mean, I'm thinking, wow, I think it was 12, 13 years ago, last moment to a blockbuster, but um, feels like yesterday. And so I think for those that have not experienced it, I feel like they'd find it to be pretty cool as like a pop up or, and maybe it's not a like a like a brick and mortar. Things have changed. It yeah. could be a little pop up, like come and like rent a movie and come back, and maybe you get a code and you get a digital re rental and stuff. I don't know. There there could be other ways to do this, but it would be interesting to see. Yeah, and I mean there was there is the talk of what if they they decide to come back and be a streaming service. Um, it's it's very possible that they could go that route. If anybody doesn't doesn't know the story, um, the founders of Netflix approached Blockbuster in the early days before Blockbuster mm -hmm. went out of business and offered the concept of doing a streaming service um, for 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 Blockbuster members. And the CEO of Blockbuster laughed the person basically out of the room. Mm -hmm. And now Netflix ate Blockbuster. And, and if you think about it, Netflix started with a basically the mail-in version where you yeah. could actually select movies online and then they would be mailed to you. And then you could get the next movie once you returned the other one, they received it. It's it was a very it was a very taboo concept. And 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 then I remember like th this tells you how old I am too. Um, I remember when we got like a Nintendo Wii or we had a PS3, um, you had to get a disc yeah. that you could put into like the Wii, the Wii to be able to play Netflix and the, the, the movies on, I remember the, I remember the, uh, what was it? Robot overlords was like the biggest movie on Netflix at one time. It's the one that's got Ben Kingsley and it's basically like the robot. Everybody has to stay in their homes and the robots provide everything for them. And they can't go out. It, it was it was a really dumb movie, but at the same time, it was actually really well done. It was like so it was like on Sci-Fi Channel level, and I enjoyed that movie. But I thought the stuff on Netflix nobody's going to care to watch. And then of course they immediately merged over to streaming only, and mm. and that 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 just that was the end of Blockbuster. Why would I go in physically and and and, and I'll be honest with you, go into a physical store. Just to rent a Blu-ray or DVD that's been scratched up by somebody else, I have to go back and return 
to get another copy, hoping that it's still there um, when I can just go stream it on Netflix. I do think, elsewhere. I mean, I do think that, again, like the, the whole retro aspect, right? I think it's, I think we're getting to a saturated model currently, especially with streaming, right? So I think mm -hmm. there are places, you know, Apple TV is doing a really great job. Um, Netflix is, I mean, it, 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 everything goes in cycles. Netflix is struggling. Um, then they just lay off a bunch of people as well. Like I think it was Meta and then Netflix is, I mean, Netflix was the first mover, but what does that mean in a situation like this? And if they haven't planned it, you know, they had House of Cards and then, you know, I think Hulu might have come second, maybe, or Prime or whatever. But then now we're saturated, right? And it's now right. the best content out there. And so I think everything does go in cycles. I do mm -hmm. think we're heading into a day and age where things are diluted. And so with that, I tend to think it's experiences over quantity, right? And mm -hmm. so... I do think young kids would get a kick out of going in and, you know, because it's also, remember, it was games, too. It wasn't just movies. It was games you could rent, yep. um, things like that. And, you know, it's it's interesting because I think if you look at Amazon or if you look at Apple for, for movies that are out now, there's a, there's a decent grace period for the ones that aren't instantly just going to streaming, you know. Um, mm hmm Wonder Woman 1984 was one of the first ones to, you know, kind of do the theater dual thing and people HBO Max got it. But there, I think it's like $20 to buy. Now, if you can have some kind of, again, if you can have some kind of catalyst to pull people in um, and then it's like, oh, $4 and you get to go go home and watch this movie with like, again, the bucket of popcorn that's cheaper and the it's got to be about the experience. There has to be something new, though, clearly, because, I mean, people are going to be like, well, well, you know, just there to go get a, 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 you know, a QR code or a digital download or whatever. There's going to have to be something that they do, but it would be super cool. And I think blockbusters were incredibly fun. Um, oh, oh, OK. So my fondest memories were Fridays after school going to blockbuster or even let's go even farther back and show how old i am errols um errols was the video club store that i had in my neighborhood until it was bought out by blockbuster um and you went in and they always had those it was the three for three for whatever deal and if you bought the three movies then you got the little like variety pack of like the like i remember i remember trying uh jolly rancher bubblegum for the first time because oh, it, was wow. it had like a bag of popcorn. It had a bunch of like Jolly Rancher type stuff. It had like a bunch. And then it had like prototype toys like or, um, uh, candies, like stuff that you just never. Uh, Eric, I'm so glad that you you responded to that because like I, I always say Errol's and people are like, whoa, um, but it's like but but it was like doing that. And then like you get the two and then the game or whatever it was. And um, I just I, I, that was just like that was that made Friday night special. It's kind of like that, even that yeah. same time, like when you think of like ABC had TGIF and mm -hmm. you had like all those shows and like, it was always a battle. Do I watch the shows or do I watch the movies I got? Um, it was always like, it was like with my mom, it was like mom bought one movie or, or rented one movie that was hers. And then the other two were mine. And so I would watch her movie until she fell asleep on the couch. And then I'd turn hers off so that she could go and watch it later. And I'd watch my movies. And that was like you stayed up all night drinking soda and eating candy and whatnot. And it was like the best thing ever. It made Friday night yeah. so special. Yeah. And and I remember even like I 
even like as like uh like in high school when they did the game club where you could like pay like one fee for a month and rent as many games as you wanted at a time. So like I was in every day changing games out um, and, and, and doing that. And like, there was something about that, that just, I don't think we've ever been able to have that type of, of excitement. It's almost like every day is now the same anymore. And um, Yeah. 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 I think we've, we've look. the internet has unlocked a, unlimited potential for whatever anyone wants to do right um movies games tv information connection uh but the one thing it can't replace is you know these things and these moments that you have i don't think you know look you're gonna you could play all the games you want and do all the things you want to do um Mm -hmm. you're not gonna have those you know oh i like I connected with, you know, Tony online and we played, you know, um, a game for hours. Like it's a fun experience. You're not going to have those experiences, that routine of like seeing people and talking to people and like going and like, so there is something missing from this, what we have now. And so yeah, this could be something interesting. Um, but it, I, yeah, it's just going to, again, I, I, I keep coming back to, it's going to have to be something new because if not, you have to have some kind of draw. Um, and it would be nice to see, but we'll we'll have to see what happens there. I mean, I still think about like, I don't think anything will replace, and then we should move on to the next topic, but I don't think anything will replace if you go to like games in person, right? Like sporting mm-hmm. events, like you can watch them on TV and that you, you do like there's Super Bowls big and, you know, big events like that. Um, and then there's, then there's the kinds of sports like tennis and hockey that like, I personally don't find fun to watch on TV. If you're there though, it's something different. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's always that environment aspect. I, people have talked about, I don't know if you saw, um, it was like what Jonah Hill and Adam Levine, they did the little VR. I think it was like a couple of years ago where they were like, they had like the, 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 the avatar and they were like courtside of a Lakers game or something. And they were talking and they're like, I gotta get a drink, hold off or back. And he takes his headset off and then he goes to his kitchen and comes back. <laughs> Like, sure. Like, I'm trying to picture, like, if you were, like, to my right right now. And I'm like, oh, hey. Like, I mean, sure. And that's cool. Yeah. But, like, we're really in Ready Player One at that point. Like, that's, well, you Well, know. uh, to, to that aspect, there is – so I have a confession to make. Um, there is uh, something on VR called VR Chat. And what's really funny about it is there are comedy clubs. And so you can actually go in wow, and, and you can walk up and grab the mic. And once you grab the mic, everybody can hear you wow. and you can actually do like a bit. And I've done that before and it was, it wasn't good, but it was fun. Um, so, and like, and like, even if you think about um, there's a, there's a, um, um, I think it's called big screen or something like that. It's actually an experience where um, you can go into like a theater setting. You, you, everybody rents, like let's say it's Transformers Rise of the Fallen or something mm. and you go in and it's a theater and you can sit in the theater and you can mute everybody else or you can like talk to the person next to you, throw popcorn at the screen. Like there's things you can do, but it's the full movie experience playing in front of you while you're there. Um, and like you can like invite people into rooms and do stuff. So I know there was that attempt and I know with the pandemic, it made things a little bit more possible. But yes, I completely agree with you. The in-person experience, I love, I'm a, I'm a big Boston Red Sox fan. Okay. But I cannot watch it. I cannot watch a game on TV. Yeah. It's like, tough. like sure I, 
I listen, I've I've gone to Baltimore and I've watched Orioles versus the Yankees. I've rooted for the Yankees. I've watched Orioles versus Red Sox. I've rooted for the Red Sox. Uh, pretty much I'll root for anybody against the Orioles. But <laughs> but there's this, you know, it's like it's it's one of those things where it's like and I love like razzing people who are, you know, Yankees fans for for poor decisions. <clears throat> but in all honesty, um, I, I, I don't mind. It doesn't matter who's playing. I love the experience of being in. And in fact, in the nineties, there was even the indoor soccer league. And, um, yeah. I had a, I had a friend who, um, who her husband or her fiance at the time was on the, the Washington warthogs. And we would go, we would go like to Washington or, uh, to DC, to Philadelphia, wherever they were playing that was close by and watch the games. And it was amazing. And it was just the excitement in the stadium um, that kind yeah. of got that got that going. So, but yeah. But moving on, my next the next one is my favorite news of the week. I think. Yeah, me um, too. Me it's too. it's so much fun. If you don't know who Ahmed Best is, um, you know you may not have been a part of the toxic fandom of the prequel series. Uh, Ahmed Best was the actor who played, uh, or at least did the motion caption and voice for Jar Jar Binks, and Jar Jar Binks. It seems to be the quintessential most hated character, um, ex- except for maybe Ray Skywalker when she took the name Skywalker. Um, but regardless, the amount of hate that this man had received almost almost made him end his life. And he made an appearance in The Mandalorian um, in season three um, as the um, the the Jedi Kelleran Beck, the Jedi who saved Grogu and. I think this is a fantastic story of how things can go for full circle. And this wasn't the first time he played this Jedi. I didn't know that. There was, there was a, there was a game, there was a game show with kids and he was the host and he carried, he pulled this character. So they, they, they basically have made that, you know, that hosting Jedi now canon to the, the star Wars universe, which I think is, is very fitting for the man. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that he was able to get this. Um, I, I hate any time that there's this idea that people will hate on an actor because of a character they don't like. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, hundred percent. I, I can't agree more. And this is such a great, especially for uh, look, people that don't know fandoms, like as far as not our show, but like fandoms in general, star Wars is one of the toughest ones around um you know it's it's an understatement to say toxic it can be really 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 bad i mean we saw moses ingram um with you know obi-wan kenobi which i thought was a a fantastic show um and you know there was so much toxicity towards her and i thought i thought i I had no problem with her character i'd had no problem with her i really liked her character yeah I, i i could not understand and whether it's racist or other things like that, we won't get into that or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think for for the Jar Jar situation, first of all, it was incredibly hyped up. Um, the prequel trilogy was incredibly hyped up. I think it was the biggest thing. And talk about throwback in the, the, the late 90s, early 2000s. And to get the amount of hate that he got for playing, again, a fictional character that was CGI, the voice people didn't like he he famously modeled it after i think it was his jamaican grandmother or aunt or he, he yeah, said something like right. I, I it's it's crazy and hopefully it's a sign of how long how far we've come in two decades because 
I, I don't care how much I dislike a person's character. And we, we've talked about this. Like, um, if you think back to, again, a movie that I think is is easy to slam, but I've had people tell me that they loved it and it got them through tough times, which is great. Like Ben Affleck's Daredevil. But I'm not going to hate Ben Affleck or hate on Ben Affleck or go on social media and attack him because I didn't like his version of Daredevil or whatever. I think that's that is that's the only dumb thing in that whole situation is you going to attack someone because you didn't like their interpretation of a movie or a character or a show. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't like it, wait for the next one. <laughs> it'll, it, you know, maybe it'll, it'll be in line with, with better what you like, but I, I, I don't know where this came from. I think, again, we come back to the internet with the screen culture or whatever, where people feel like the, the, the ability to do this. I think this was before the proliferation of the internet. Um, and so, yeah, this is just a look. It's just a full circle, amazing thing to see, and well deserved. And I follow him on on Instagram. Um, I think he jumped like twenty thousand followers in a week. It's great to see. He's been posting it. Um, he also is friends with really close friends with Latif Crowder, who is one of the the the. I wouldn't say an extra. He's like an actor on the Mandalorian. He plays one. I mean, you can't tell who they are. <laughs> they all have helmets on. But um, I saw he posted a photo today, um, you know, them getting in shape and preparing for the role. Just good to see. I mean, you know, Ahmad never deserved the hate that he got. Nope. He was reading a script, playing a character. Shame on you to everyone out there. And I mean this, like, I'm not going to curse or whatever, but like, seriously, shame on you for like judging someone for a craft and an interpretation of things. Um, and that's all I can say is like, yeah, people need to do better. And this was a really great, I didn't, I had no idea it was him. And it's so funny. I, I saw the character, like the character is like, great. It was a great episode. I mean, Mandalorian's great. And then I just was scrolling through Instagram and I saw him post it and I was like, Oh my God, it was, and I, I even commented, he has, he has no idea who I am. And I was like, it was you. I'm like, that's amazing. Like it was just a really good surprise to see. And so mm -hmm. this is nice to see, and this is what we need to see more of. And and hats off and kudos to Lucasfilm and Marvel, or not Marvel, sorry, and Disney for making this happen. It it's it's really really great. So um, yeah, best news of the week by far. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think what's I think what we what's really interesting and in, it's something that we, you know, I Derek said it best the paperweight entertainment. Um, you know, he did get some hate online um for appearing on the mandalorian uh and here's here's where i say with this and I, and I put this up here for specifically it's like this how dare you use him when you couldn't read my mind to pick up on what i wanted to happen because i'm more important i'm smarter than you guys who have put in all of this time yeah. and effort to make this film and you know make this show and and do this and it's, it's really sad that people are like that um uh, but again for those people who are, are hating him online and for those of you who are upset because, you know, Killer and Beck is the one that you got saving Grogu. Guess what? The show wasn't made for you then. It's it, unfortunate. Yeah. It's made for fans, real fans, fans that are excited about the properties and aren't going to try to gatekeep. I'm going to say it that way. Yeah. You know, if I have to gatekeep the gatekeepers, then, you know. So and it was what well, I haven't seen the chatter online. I'm guessing they wanted Mace Windu to be the one that saved Grogu. I'm guessing probably, probably, but you know what? If we get him, I want it to be something a little bit more than him just saving Grogu. Come on. I mean, yeah. seriously. Now, speaking of chatter online, this next one, and now I want to preface this. We're, we're, I'm only, we're only reporting it. Um, we are not casting judgment or choosing a side. And I think that's important because we're not involved in it. And so 
it's our it's our job to give you the news. But at the same time, you know, we don't decide what's really happening. We just we have to sit back and wait and see what 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 actually comes to light. And that's because um, Victoria Alonso, um, this was one of the presidents um, of Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, she was president of physical and post-production. Um, now she has the de- I'm going to say this. She's departed um, with with Marvel. Now, I'm going to tell you the, the, the sides of this. Um, one is there have been multiple um, reports stating that um, from both sides regarding the reasons for her departure. Um, there, One side has reported, and there are some people that have reported that um, she contributed to a toxic work environment when it came to the VFX um, work. And some of the complaints that have been going on about poorly done VFX and everything else was a result from her. That has not been confirmed. It has mostly been denied by her legal team. Um, there was also a statement that came out from the lawyer uh, um, of, of of Alonzo stating that her terminate, terminate, uh, termination was be- due to refusing to do something that she believed was reprehensible. Then we also had from the other <laughs> side um, that she was she was um, she was discharged or fired based on a breach of contact uh, I'm sorry contract um, by her working on Argentina in 1985 which is an Amazon property uh, basically breaching the non-compete closure where she should not be working for another studio while working for Marvel Studios and Disney um that has also then been been called rubbish by her legal team um yeah I don't buy that and, one for a second. but 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 here's here's the here's the thing regardless we're not in this. Um, now she has been a big voice for representation, um, you know, with LGBT, with people of color, um, you know, making, you know, trying to make sure that this, she was very outspoken against Bob Chapek, uh, regarding the, the don't say gay bill with Disney, um, you know, because of DeSantis. Um, and so there's, there's things that are, are, ought to be recognized. Um, in fact, if you even go back, like we were talking about this, uh, I think a week or two ago, um, the Disney plus empower show, um, mm-hmm. you can see her hand in a lot of things. In fact, I was, um, I was actually impressed. I was listening to the, the one regarding captain Marvel and you can tell that she had a passion for, for, for the representation within these movies. Um, regardless, it's always sad when you see somebody who has been a part of movies that, yeah. you know, basically structured your fandom, um, the MCU is the way the MCU is for better and for worse um, because of the executive team that's been working on it. The only thing I can tell you for certainty regarding this, and then I'm going to let you talk, Michael, is that um, it was Alan Bergman who made the decision to terminate her, um, but it was without any contestation from Kevin Feige. That's all we know for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a lot there. Uh <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, you know, look, someone's obviously we're not going to get into it. But someone's obviously lying because they're vastly different sides of the story. Right. So it could be there could be something we don't know about or there could be a conflicting, you know, it could just be a conflict in general. Um, that happens all the time where people run the course and, you know, it just like it's time to move on. And, you know, I, I do think there's a little bit of saltiness from the Marvel side to say that, like, to have these leaks come out and say like, Oh, she worked on there's No one's going to go work on a show on a different platform 
without checking it just doesn't happen like these are not like it's not an overnight thing where there's like yeah i'm gonna go work out like no it this is a you you like things are announced they're put into you know these productions of these things don't happen overnight and so I, that seems a little fishy to me um but i i don't know you know she could she could be toxic look there's been a lot i will say the one thing i do know from my perspective and from my experience in in TV and in working with networks and whatever, the last 10 years has been a complete facelift on the landscape of, of how are things, you know, happening. Um, ABC had a complete shift. Uh, NBC, mm -hmm. we saw had a complete shift. So this could be something where it's like, you know, time to move on to a new regime. And maybe some people there was obviously there's clearly things butting heads there. And so it's probably for the best for everyone involved. And um, yeah, I mean, there's no reason to speculate on what it is but it, it's it is a shame and she should be she should be commended for what she was able to do and we find out there was you know something really bad that you know that, that she was involved in and then that will come at that point but i think at this point it's time to you know changes happen um exactly. and you know um and, and, I, and I guess that, that's the her, thing her her contribution to what she she brought us you know and I think that's the thing, because I think a lot of times it's there's always going to be a narrative. And we as the audience, as the as the people outside of the industry, we will only get certain amounts of information. It's kind of just like the um, yeah. the Scarlett Johansson, um, you know, lawsuit against Disney mm -hmm. because of because of them doing the the premiere release on Disney Plus. It made sense. I'm not saying that Marvel was wrong for choosing to do a different you know, a different way to release the film because it, pandemic numbers were still up and everything else. It was a smart business move to make. Um, at the same time, I completely understand where Scarlett Johansson was, mm -hmm. you know, causing a lawsuit and, and the lawsuit was settled. They're done. And where everyone was like, Oh, she'll never work for Disney and she'll never do this again. She's coming back. In fact, she's even going to be producing a Marvel property. So yeah. it's not like, you know, these things can be resolved. It's just remember the narrative, the narrative, this, this is all done right now. There could still be conversations going on and everything else. And there's always going to be a narrative to face. It's just like what happened with when James Gunn was terminated from Disney. Yeah. Um, you know, Kevin Feige from the date of, of termination was still trying to get James Gunn back. But imagine, imagine where we would have been if James Gunn was not James Gunn would have still been doing Marvel you know, he would not have even touched the Suicide Squad or Peacemaker, and we would not have him as the the uh, one of the heads of DC Studios. Um, all of this stuff, you know, and and still, James Gunn is on good terms with Marvel now, and, and Disney. It's it it just it's one of those things where you have to look at step back and say, okay, there's a game still being played. Let's just wait for it to come out. Yeah. We don't cast judgment on any side. We recognize her mm -hmm. for what she's done, just like you said, yeah. and then we also say, okay. You know, stuff's going on, but we don't want to, we're not going to de demonize the company. We're not going to demonize the person. Yeah. We don't we know the story. Gonna... Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> Plus like, I can like the one thing I will keep in mind for all fans on either side, uh, companies of this weight, <clears throat> you know, we run a company that is growing and getting bigger and it's, it's difficult from that perspective. This is a billion dollar company, um, with billion dollar sub companies, <laughs> you know, you have Disney and then Marvel and then Marvel studios and like, it is not in Pixar. I could go on and on and on. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not. You're not going to come out unscathed, uh, especially right. if you're making making an impact 
as she has and other people have, not everyone's going to love you. It's very, very hard. I mean, the last example I'll give you is look at Steve Jobs, who widely, you know, for his contributions to Apple and to the tech world and like literally look at your phone in your hand and, and you see his like imprint. He was fired and hated by Apple and Apple employees. And talk about, it. I wish we had social media back then to know what, what it was like to work with Steve Jobs in the 80s and 90s, or I don't know when it was, like the 80s, I think. He was notoriously a horrible person to work for. So could be the situation here, could not be, we don't know, we have no idea, um, but there's always redemption. There's always, and you know, again, you just take it on face value for what it is and it's a next chapter and a new chapter and that's you know because honestly as as much as this all sounds like there's drama going on the the the, the high likelihood because she was she was in charge of physical and visual effects just imagine people were complaining about the vfx in movies you know there was a bidding and honestly i believe a lot of that's because these individual companies that are being you know, that are bidding for this work are bidding low and they're promising too much. They make their VSFX people do stuff. They produce, you know, let's say not the best quality compared to what we've had in Marvel in the past. And then, then it's like, okay, well, Disney has to think who, who's in charge. Oh, she's the one in charge of this stuff. It could have easily been just a decision of yeah. let's just, let's move on with somebody else and let's, you know, let's, let's try to get a, a new regime in it. And it could be that simple. So it's one of those things where you just have to kind of stem back and just say, yeah, they're doing a lot you know, of, look, they're doing a lot of deep fake stuff that we saw, you know, James Earl Jones is allegedly, you know, Vader is going to be carrot continued on Mark Hamill to, you know, we, we, in, it was a Mandalorian, Boba Fett. I get them mixed up at this point, but, um, you know, did <laughs> yeah, not I think, have a, did I not think have they did role. too. So if she's saying reprehensible, that could be what she's talking about, but we don't know. Again, it's again, it's another thing. We have no idea. All we know is, disagreements don't agree not in the same path and you have to part ways and she will land on her feet like you said she's already got amazon prime situations going on she will be fine she's a very talented experienced like dynamic person and it so, doesn't mean we won't see her in something in the future with disney and marvel it just yeah. you know this is the, the nature of things but this, 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 you were gonna say were you gonna say this is the way a <laughs> uh, different 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 group um but okay so from one from from one thing to another, um, let's just let's talk about this real quick and let's get it done with. Um, speaking of drama, <laughs> yeah. Well, Zach, well, Zach Levi posted something today. I have not watched it. Um, I don't know if he's joking around or not joking around. Also, by the way, great makeup and stuff. He's got in real life. He's a salt and pepper god. It's funny. Like I, I was very surprised to see him on social media he looks completely different he is a very distinguished salt and pepper gentleman uh and he and so this is excellent but um yeah sorry go ahead <laughs> no so so um it came out not too long ago regardless if we got something i wasn't i wasn't like scoping the news the, the today so i apologize if i missed something we'll talk about it next time um but you know, it, it, and it's funny because it's the same stuff we heard before. So uh, Zachary Levi came out and admitted or um, basically confirmed that uh, Dwayne Johnson had blocked, um, I think, Hawkman from appearing in mm -hmm. Shazam, reaching out to bring him in um, there, which is funny, though, because at the same time, um, spoilers, if you haven't seen this movie, I haven't seen this movie, but I know this because unfortunately it was spoiled to me, I guess. Um, Jennifer Holland, I think it is, or her name is, yeah. um, who is the, the, the wife of James Gunn of James Gunn. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, people were complaining at James Gunn that he put her in this movie. And he wasn't the president of DC Studios when this happened. The reason why she was put in and appeared after Peacemaker is because Dwayne Johnson refused to let Hawkman come in to recruit um, Shiz- uh, well, whatever, Billy, um, to um, to be a part of the Justice Society of America. And so um, that was confirmed. Um, it, it's, 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 it's literally stuff we kind of already knew because he did. I think Dwayne Johnson had some very like strong words about why he didn't want to be in Shazam. Um, basically considering him like a B list team or whatever. Um, but it's, it's sad because as much as, as much as a rock doesn't want to be beaten in a movie, he's the villain. He was supposed to be the villain and he yeah, fought against that. Way. Yeah. He he um you know he was the ar- he's the arch nemesis of Shazam or Captain Marvel. And so like that doesn't even happen now. Um and then you you think about it it's like it it just it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me why why we have to have this drama and it all but also at the same time when you go back to like the DC fandom a couple years ago when when the rock spoke when he said you know this is changing the entire hierarchy of um, you know, of DC, like he really thought he was going to control what happened in DC. That's just all I can think of. It's just as, as much as I've always thought of Dwayne as being like this nice guy, like yeah, off camera yeah. and like doing these things. I don't know if it's because he's gotten to a certain level that this stuff is coming out or it's just, those were the little things that he wanted that make him look that much bad, much yeah. worse, but it doesn't look good. And I no. also don't think it looks there's, good. When there's this much smoke, there's fire. Right. And there's this much. It's, you, these are not all made up. And it does It does suck. I mean, look, a couple of years ago, we were talking about The Rock potentially running for president. Remember, like, he was on the cover <laughs> of, like, and, and look, it's, it's not crazy after Donald Trump. Like, I mean, look, that's Donald Trump is not a politician. And one, because he was smart and was able to carry a nation and carry people. We're not making judgment on anything. I'm just saying the facts. And the same thing goes like, look, if, if Oprah had ran in 2020 or whatever year, like I believe she could win. Um, say, you know, I, th- I think, look, Ronald Reagan, take it back there. So whatever, this is, a, that's a side topic, but like he was untouchable for a while where it was like the rock can do no wrong, <sighs> man. I think, look, comes back to what we were talking about when we were talking about Victoria Alonso. I think we talked about Steve Jobs and things like that. It feels similar to me of that. Like, I don't think he's an, he's, I don't think he's a bad person at all. I have seen, look, he's had, had conflicts in the past. And this is where things we talked about Marvel and Victoria Alonso, right. And being Mm -hmm. like, we're not taking sides. We don't know the truth. Right. Same thing goes for when Vin Diesel and the rock had their falling out on fast and the furious. Like, yeah. I, we didn't know what, you know, we didn't know the situation. Vin Diesel kind of, play, I think kind of took the high road, just made a video being like, whatever. Yeah. But you remember how bad, how mad Tyrese was uh, with Hobbs and Shaw. Like he was like, you're taking work from us. Yeah. And th- you think about that. And then you Family. think about what's going on here. Like where he kind of was like, re- like trying to control certain things. It, it, it makes you then wonder, I'm not casting any judgment on it. I'm just, I I will say this does look shady. This does look like inappropriate. Um, In some cases, it it looks like somebody's got too much power to their head. Um, But it does kind of make you think about stuff you heard in the past. 
Yeah, I don't think it's shady as it is like maybe like an ego, right? And I think look, The yeah. Rock has been around in in entertainment and and professional whatever for a long time. I think I think he's got an ego and he's beloved by millions and millions of people. I think he you know, what he was executive producer on Ballers, right? Like I think he's he's had success in front of and behind the screen and doing different things. Um and I think you just can see the disconnect of someone like him um, and someone like him and someone like John Cena, right? Um, mm -hmm. John Cena, who I, I've i actually met and interviewed. I think he's a, incredibly sharp, uh, has done amazing work. I, I think Peacemaker, is he's been fantastic. I, I don't, you haven't really heard too many things about him. I, I think, look, I think, the rock i think he believed a little bit of his own hype uh, hopefully this brings him down a little bit hopefully there's kind of like yeah. a a reckoning uh, somewhat where he's like all right like it's unfortunate right and i think that's the one yeah. thing and again you can't ever don't ever believe the hype and the persona like it's never going to be exactly what you think it is and exactly and so i do think again but i do think where there's smoke there's fire i think he's his head's gotten a little bit big and you know, it is what it is. And the movie didn't do well. And I, and I think it wasn't the best movie, you know, and I think he, no one's bulletproof. Um, even though you might be on, on screen, <laughs> you're not bulletproof in real life as far as like being untouchable by public persona. And I think, you know, I think that is sad, sad to see, because again, the rock was something we held up here as far as like, yeah quality guy and so it is what it is uh, you know everyone has ups and downs hopefully he comes back stronger and better and some kind of you know he's very he's very very i've done so many things on him in the past of like surprising this person with a house and there's like hopefully he's able to um like and subscribe what is this oh um <laughs> jj i'm like what is that um, I, I, yeah, hopefully this, this is a, a, a wake up call to him that he needs to kind of like slow his roll and be humble. And we all, we all need a little bit of that. And I think that's the main thing. Um, we've seen this, this is not, this is not new. It's just such a big personality and profile. Edward Norton from the Hulk, you know, wanted a different thing and, you know, didn't want, uh, wanted something more gritty and didn't want it to be as, you know, where it was heading to in 2012's Avengers. He didn't agree with that. You know, I think so. He'll, he's going to be fine. Uh, not worried about the rock. It It's, it's a shame and it's sad to hear, but it's nothing new. And yeah, we'll see how he bounces back for it. This is, this is what, this is what we're all built for. Uh, <laughs> this is what America is. We are uh, come back and hear it, you know? And so unless you're done something horribly, horribly wrong, just being an egomaniac has never been unredeemable. So I think that's really what it is. It's just ego and he's got millions, maybe even billions of fans out there. And so it's easy to get lost in it. And, you know, and that's, that's, the, that's the last thing I'll say, and then I'll shut up. Um, the balancing effect is you have someone like that going one direction and then you have a mod best who you know, thought coming into the Phantom Menace, this is gonna be my big break and blah, blah. And then he goes the other way. And so 
this is what this is the world how the world finds balance it's probably it's probably mm -hmm. the force uh so he so abad's move on his way up the rocks on his way down and you know only sits stealing absolute so yeah exactly move on all right well speaking of speaking of siths um and ego let's talk about the congress um so um did you watch any of Shochu uh being i would say interviewed by uh the congressional committee uh this week i watched a little bit i've seen these like things in the past and i think like as ironic as it is i think congressional committees in general are very much like social media depending on what side you stand on you will either really love what's happening where they call out people you know whether it be i want to say like oh this is bad so we got really bad breaking news jonathan majors is arrested and we're kind of going off topic yeah you go with that and I'll, I'll i'll look this up real okay. quick um i think yeah these these kinds of things look it, you know, we've all seen the clips, whether it's, you know, true stories or documentaries or whatever, where, you know, someone goes off and I, I watch a lot of American greed, you know, so we'll have like something like, you know, I'm trying to think of a name that we've seen, but like, you know, Congress just come down on someone that's just around a Ponzi scheme or done this or whatever, or, you know, I don't think we work, but we something like we work or, you know, you know, whatever. And everyone's like, yeah, like, you know, down with monopolies and this and that. And I think after all the data stuff, you know, we, we had, you know, Zuckerberg was there and whatever. But then I think if you also look at the other end, there's again, depending on where, what, what aisle you stand in, you can watch these things and be like, it's cringy. And apparently this was, I didn't watch too much of it, but apparently this was very cringy and these are politicians and the agenda is something, um, that is hard to watch because I still don't fully understand that the hatred behind TikTok. I know it comes from China. I know there's, there's fears of, you know, firmware and, and that kind of a thing. And obviously we're in a new era where we haven't seen, you know, what, what was it? The 2016 election. They said there was a lot of like, was it like Russian involvement in Facebook and social media and getting, you know, and so I, I, I look, I understand the fears there. But it's also, I mean, we have, this is not the only platform that should be approached. It should be, if you're going to approach social media and things like this, you should approach everything. And the only difference is this company is that is in China. And so, you know, you have, you have a lot of platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, Friendster's not around anymore, but I just like saying Friendster. Um, this needs to be addressed and these things need to be addressed. And we've talked in the past about like mm -hmm. <clears throat> toxicity on social media, which is part partially why we exist in general. Um, and so I think it does look like an agenda and that's the main thing I will say. And yeah. I think, you know, until I'm, I know otherwise, I, you know, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I was going to say a lot about this. Um, but then Tara threw in what she said. Uh, so, so let me go ahead and give a basis for what I was able to pull up here. According to TMZ, um, last night, um, allegedly mm -hmm. the girlfriend of Jonathan Majors saw him texting another, another girl or another woman, um, questioned him. They got into an altercation. Uh, the, the accusation is he grabbed her, slapped her, um, and Ooh. also grabbed her by the neck. Um, she, she was then dropped off and Jonathan Majors went elsewhere. 
Um, she then went the next day to the police station and reported this in New York City. And they believe that they had enough evidence because there were some physical markings, some uh, laceration by the ear, redness on the face, that um, they arrested him and booked him. And he's now out of, out of custody. Um, his reps are saying that he did nothing wrong. Uh, thank you for that. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, that he did nothing wrong. Um, again, this is this is a this is a um, hearsay. Something that is hearsay. It's uh, what, we don't know the specifics. Um, but again, this is this is what's happening now. Here's the thing: the word the word just, Tony is allegedly. Just add exactly, throw allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, yeah, tried. exactly. <laughs> Everything's allegedly. So literally, like if you read the, if you read the TMZ article, it says the alleged victim was in the alleged car and the alleged slap and the alleged grab. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If we, if we didn't learn anything, and this kind of brings up a good segue, we reported about this uh, about a month or so ago with, uh, what was it? Uh, Justin Rowland or Josh Rowland, Josh Rowland, I think it was um, the creator and the voice for Rick and Morty. Ro yeah. Rick and Morty um, that was arrested for domestic assault. Those kids, those charges have been dropped for lack of evidence. Mm. And so, you know, is it in the realm that someone could lie about this? Yes. But at the same time, you always believe somebody and you do the investigation and you make sure yeah. things are handled yeah. just because I love him as Kang. I think he's done great work in Creed. He's obviously an upcoming actor. He seems to be a very positive guy. Um, and he's very excited and happy to be doing the work he's doing. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't seem on character, but again, anybody Never could know, be yeah. an abuser. And so we don't just look over it. Um, but at the, but the exact, the exact same time, you know, we have to reserve some type of, um, you know, some, some call it's, it's not for, it's not our place to be the judge during execution. We don't know the facts. Yeah. And so my, our biggest, our biggest ploy, I think with anybody, um, our, our call to action for everyone is yes, be aware of it. Let's watch it. Nobody should be above it just because he's in Marvel movies or anything else. That doesn't that doesn't make an exception. If if he's absolutely d doing this kind of stuff, it's just like with the Ezra Miller situation. Everything else, recast him, do whatever. But let's wait until we get all the facts first. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't yeah. agree more. And that's that's where it is. And like I said, alleged is the main thing. I think yep. we don't know the situation. We know don't know the exact details. You know, all we know is what TMZ is reporting. I would be more interested to see what other outlets come out. Even though you know. Does that matter? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out if there's more details. I think that the look that from covering stuff like this, I think the the most important thing or the next most important next thing is going to be when he speaks. If he says anything, comes out and makes a statement. The the thing after that, and why I pulled this up earlier, um, is going to be to see how people like Michael B. Jordan react, right? Um, right. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, another guy who. Um, could not have a better reputation uh, is a great from for all intents and purposes. I, I, mean, I met him once, but great human being does great work behind the camera producing and is, is just a, you know, he's grown up in the industry. He, you know, so I think that's, we've seen it in the past. I, I look, I think I'm not bringing in other people for, for any reasons right now. Um, you know, I remember at the beginning the beginning of Kanye West's like real, I wouldn't say fall from grace, but like turn into what he is now. Jay-Z started, you could see Jay-Z started to distance himself from 
the mm-hmm. guy who used to be his best friend and collaborator. And so yeah. I think it was around the time he had a had sweat suit and tie with Justin Timberlake out. And I think you started to see, you know, again, Jay-Z, you know, whatever. So I think um, I agree with that. what everyone is saying. And I'm looking, I'm sorry, I'm looking at like all the, uh, the comments out here. Um, we got to wait to see what happens. Uh, wait to see if he speaks, wait to see, like to your point, if charges are dropped, wait to see um, how other people around him react and we'll see. And, and then even then we still don't know the implications around it what the situation was what you know whatever you have situations you don't know of and then you have stuff like chris brown which we're not going to get into disgusting awful um so i I, we'll have to find out what it is and find out what's going on we're human i think that's the main thing that we have to take away from all this stuff is um we talked about the rock we talked about other things like that this is these these people might be lauded and held up to a certain standard they are human they make mistakes um they get egos this for what it is on face value, this is a horrible, horrible mistake that if it is true, should be, should be punished. Um, And so we'll have to wait and see to your point, but you know, we can't make judgments or claim. We don't know, but it is something to to keep an eye on because again, if you are a fan of, we can't be hypocrites either. If you are a fan of the, the genre and of Marvel studios, it is important to, understand who you're rooting for and if if this is something that you know i've done i've i've been in the industry too long and i had to cover harvey weinstein for too damn long <laughs> and that was a horrible experience if the bow breaks and this ends up being something that's not a one-off or whatever it's good to be aware of and know and know what you're doing and, and who you're rooting for and stuff but again yeah. pause out time out yeah. what, what transpires past this and that's all we can say we everything everything's alleged and nothing is again innocent until proven guilty um and that's all we can say absolutely right? well let's get let's get back on the um you know the planned news wow that was that was breaking thank you for letting us know that so that we could i love that i do look for a bad downer of a topic that was really cool like again this is the beauty of the internet um you know tara coming with like really good information also, thank you for for being on here. And I think yeah. like this is where the internet can be really fun. Not that's not fun, but it can be be like collaborative in the sense that people it's it's you know people are are with you. I think I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm no. It's like 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 that. literally you're talking about you know Shou Chow, um, and and I'm our Shou Chow, and I'm I'm in here looking this up, and then as I'm talking about it, you're you're getting things pulled up. I mean, that's that's how it all works together. Is you know, we, if you guys don't know, we're reading the chat as we're going along. Yeah. Um, Here's the, so you guys are, you guys are, are in involved and, and we try to pull you guys in as much as we can because we value what you're saying. The beautiful thing about this, not Jonathan majors and that news, but the beautiful thing about this with the internet and what we're doing and being, you know, live posting news on, on, on YouTube is the interaction and the ability to collaborate. If you go back to like, you know, I've done TV, I've done like live hits and whatnot. Like it's a producer, it's a one-way stream and that's it. You're doing your plan. You don't, you know, and sometimes for, for, for good reason, you don't get feedback in the moment, except for your producer being like, Hey, Rothman, you know, shut up and move on to the next topic. Um, you don't get that. I think the beauty of this is being able to share and, and communicate and chat. That is peak like web culture. 
that is what makes this thing amazing. And I, I'm not a big gamer, but I'm, you know, same thing where you're like with friends, you're, you're able to be at home and do stuff like this and, and, and connect and collaborate. So I'm just taking it back about what transpired because I think it, it just shows again for a bad topic and a bad news segment, but it, it shows the beauty of what this can be. And that, that's, that's what I love to lean into is like the collaboration and connection and feedback. Yeah. From people. And, 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 Tar- and Tara's like in the, in the discord, it's like, sorry, I threw you guys off. No, you didn't. No, you did not throw not us off. You right. just threw us for a loop because we just found out something like we got to report something in time. So we, 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 we won't be like on our phones. Like, Oh I no, we didn't report yeah. this because we didn't know about it. No, by all means, if you guys like learn of something that's immediately going on, we'll figure it out as we're going. That's the great part about two of us. We can, Michael can talk long enough that I can research anything I need to mm-hmm. and vice versa. So um, by all means, please be willing to do that. So let's go ahead and move forward. Um, you guys are amazing. Um, but uh, sad news as well. I feel like all we're doing is the sad news. Um, Friday, yesterday, Ash Ketchum made his last appearance in a Pokemon series. Um, the last episode of Ash Ketchum aired uh yesterday in japan uh it has we i don't believe we've gotten we, we we're yet to see the episode uh you know they usually will they'll do subs and they'll do dubbing um but uh ash ketchum's story has come to an end um it's really sad because so i know i have met and i i kind of know of through through friends the um the first actress who did the voice the the voiceover for ash ketchum at the beginning in the nineties. Well, so, uh, okay, so Taylor. So. for those who don't, I'm, I'm just interrupting to get like a, uh, a take from you from those who don't know much like, you know, your, your smaller, um, your little Jewish friend over here in, in, in Hoboken, New Jersey. Um, for those that don't know Pokemon, uh, who is Ash Ketchum and tell us about his, about, is it a, a boy or a girl? Uh, it's a boy, but it was, he was always been, um, He's always been um, dubbed in the United States by women. Um, it's always well, been a female who's doing Mark it. Simpson. Yeah. So, um, in fact, I think in in, in um, the Japanese um, anime, it's also been um, a few. They always get the better. They always get the better like kids' voices and stuff. Um, Ash Ketchum is the 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 basically the first person we ever encounter in in the in the stories, whether it's in the comic books or anything else, or at least as far as I remember. Um, he, we, we basically discovered the world of Pokemon through Ash Ketchum. That's cool. Um, he was the, you know, the character that you, you kind of like could play as in the games at some points. And you basically, you have Ash, he's, he's excited. He's going to go off as a kid to be the, 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 basically the, the champion Pokemon trainer. Um, he has to catch his first Pokemon. Um, he, he meets professor Oak. He's given his Pokedex. He's told to go out, discover new Pokemon, and and it's always been fun because if you if you don't know anything about Pokemon, it, what, what's really fun is literally like everywhere you go in the like like I always thought it was funny like the nurses are all the same nurse, but it's actually the like they're all related to each other. Like they're like like I don't know how many how many of them are there, but they're like identical twins, but they have different names. And like That's you cool. go to different like the so the po the 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 poke the Pokemon hospital um like the the training and stuff and ash's goal was to go from from gym to gym and challenge the trainers um get the badges so that he could go off and he could compete in the national championship he had to go against a, a bunch of um you know heels in the form of team rocket 
Um, he met up with Misty and with Brock and, you know, basically grew as a trainer with his Pokemon. And what was something different about Ash was that um, his Pikachu, he didn't keep in a Pokeball. And so like all of them were kept in these Pokeballs. And they're supposed to be trained over time. Um, Ash grew up with the series and we kind of grew up with Ash as mm. well. Um, and, uh, but it's, 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 it's definitely sad to see. Cause this is like, this is new territory because yeah, they had other stories and everything, but it was always mainly the story of Ash that you always kind of follow, mm. especially Pikachu and Ash. Um, so wait, my question, my last question to you is, did he catch them all? He didn't catch them all. Um, but he won, he beat, he beat them all. So yeah i mean yeah. i think this is again like, like your explanation and seeing i think especially the comments we're seeing from you know from from fans on here i think is what makes this thing so great like i i generally you know nothing i know i don't know anime is huge and it's blowing up and it's it's super fascinating i also am afraid to just even watch any because then i might get hooked and it's something else to get hooked onto, which i don't have the time for but okay i will say this at least watch like maybe the first seasons of the original Pokemon show. You really learn the character, the characters as well. Um, I remember reading, I had the comic books that were kind of black and white. Um, and they were just, they were just, they were fun. Um, I, I never understood the game mechanics enough to really play with people, but I, I, I remember liking the lore and the story behind Ash Ketchum. And then when you get to the, the movies, like at least the first movie and Netflix did a really good job of um of remaking one and um you know they it, it's 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 on par with the the original cartoon um you definitely get the you you get the relationship between ash mm. misty brock and then the pokemon that he works with because ash is different with them the everyone else's pokemon are basically just kind of like enslaved or they're in they're they're basically instructed and guided to do whatever they tell them to do his Pokemon always have character. And so he struggles with like he oh he 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 um he advanced yeah. um his Charizard too quickly to become, you know, and so he doesn't ever listen. He, he barely ever listened to Ash, but Ash was always good to him. And then at one time, you know, the Charizard actually, you know, jumped in and did what he was supposed to do. And it was it's really building relationships and friendships that I think were what was most compelling to me versus the actual game itself. Yeah. And I think, again, I, what I was saying before is I think it's, that's a beautiful thing. You know, it's like seeing as much as it it's sad, everyone seems to be sad that this journey is ending. It's kind of beautiful that there's a relationship with this journey and this character, you know, much like, you know, I think people that don't know the MCU or Marvel or whatever could, could possibly say the outsiders, you know, someone's, you know, and Derek's going to love this, like cries and is, is completely you know, destroyed after Endgame. It's a, it's you know it's a similar similar bond. That's you know that's the beauty of art. And so again, um, I think that's what makes this special. Is even though I don't know much about it, hearing these testimonials from people and their connections to it, it's great. That's all I can say. It's it's fantastic, and it's something that you know we all should have a connection to at some point with something like that. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's just fun. I'm glad you asked that question, though. You know, it's it's one of those things where I had to stop and think about. It. Like, I've been hearing the news about Ash's Ash's story being over with, and it really hasn't been something that I've resonated with because I've been a casual, like, observer and fan of the series. And uh, you just asking that question of coming in not knowing anything and saying, you know, 
you know, what is, what, what is it about Ash or whatever? Um, kind of helped kind of set it in. So thanks for, for hurting my heart, my, my feelings uh, by making me reminisce a little bit. But um, speaking of hurt feelings, reminiscing too much, um, things that oh, just yeah. don't seem to end. Um, oh, the yeah. best way I can segue to this. Um, but and I guess in a good point, <laughs> Zack Snyder yeah, just doesn't yeah. seem to give up the DCEU, which is, which is fine. So let, let's, let's well, kind of the, the reason. It. Yeah. Like you're, you're getting to the reason for this is, is, is not as, as nice and beautiful. Like, but yeah. yeah so, yeah. so just when you thought, you know, we were basically getting to the end of the DCEU, um, Zack Snyder went ahead and put out a whole bunch of cryptic messages online, um, kind of like leading to this concept of something kind of happening. And what it ended up being was actually a, um, a fundraiser, um, kind of like a three-day festival. Uh, some people are calling it like uh, SnyderCon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, for the AFSP or the American Foundation of uh, Suicide Prevention, um, Zack Snyder basically is doing a three-day event that's going over the, I guess, the trilogy, uh, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, and then the Zack Snyder Justice League. Um, and there the whole idea is to raise awareness and raise money for suicide prevention to which the day after that this was announced yesterday um they were sold out for this this three-day convention and um, they raised well over a million dollars um for the afsb which is fantastic yeah um it was a great reason and and if you don't know the understanding the background behind that i was just gonna ask um, to tell people yeah yeah so so Zack Snyder um, was filming the Justice League. He was doing all this stuff. And the reason why Joss Whedon took over and we got the the mess of a Justice League movie that we did was because Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide. Um, and um, being overwhelmed with this, obviously any parent, you stop what you're doing and you have mm-hmm. to go grieve. And I think that was the best decision for him and his wife. Because they were both working on the Justice League at the yeah, time. She's, she's his producing partner. She they're 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 hand in hand in a lot of the work that they do. Um, if you watch the credits, like I, I'm trying to think of her first name, but yeah, Zack Snyder's wife is is always um, prevalent on his projects. Um, yeah, and they're they're a team. And the 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 Justice League that they had done um, up to that point was basically scrapped, and there was a ton of reshoots. And Joss Whedon completely undid and if even if you watched dawn of justice and you saw steppenwolf in there you could see how different the character was from from dawn of justice to justice league and um it was not the vision that that Zack snyder had um i will say i do believe that the Zack snyder cut is better than the than the original it's way too long um too much slow motion but if you speed up that it's pretty much the, the normal length of a movie um and it it's still it still got that and i think i appreciated a lot of the parts better for it um still not my favorite superhero film of all time like i i just i feel like this this this, this series kind of this this extended universe kind of limped along but for him to be able to do this to be able to kind of cut off and say i'm done um you know basically thank the fans because you know um the people who rallied for this movie to be remade, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, were obviously going to rally toward this con, and they re- represented. And if for anything other than 
them getting the movie that they were asking for for years, being able to raise some money to kind of like help kind of mm-hmm. mend those wounds um, for Zack Snyder and his wife um, is it's, it's 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 very touching. And I was I was I was dreading all of the lead up to what the announcement was. And then when I found out what it was, I was like, oh, OK, that's great. And yeah. then when I found out what how it resulted in like the over a million dollars, I was I was very satisfied. I was very pleased and very happy for them. Yeah, I think. Look, I, I from the the art, you know, there's obviously art and then real life. The art, I think, Zack Snyder has a very specific vision of what he wants to make. They, a lot of his movies, beautifully done, beautifully shot. Excuse me, <laughs> beautifully done, beautifully shot um again to your point way too long i mean there's a dawn of justice cut that's three hours long as well it's a lot better than the than the the, oh yeah the ultimate cut yes yeah um and i think that's again he i think he the funny thing is i think he from just a work perspective from the art he he missed the streaming not he didn't miss it because it came back you know with the the Zack Snyder's Justice League came out on HBO Max, right? So, but yeah, I mean, can you, if you can imagine like Man of Steel coming out in 2020 or so, um, I do think he would have been a lot more, I wouldn't say more successful because he has millions and millions of devoted diehard fans. I think, you know, it could be something that continuously goes, right? Like, Mm -hmm. not like Titans on HBO that's getting canceled in the final season and stuff like that. I think it could be something like that, like he would have a, a full-on stake continuously going there wouldn't be the flack he could cast what he wants you know i think he's had problems like in the past again like i've said it before so again ben affleck did not want to play batman he was so over the hype behind it and everything and then it's happened to what, what happened to ray fisher with joss whedon you know all these different things in a very self-controlled artistic environment where he could control who he wants to cast you know for all intents and purposes everyone who's worked with him has had a great experience mm-hmm. he's you know he just has a very specific vision and and it's you know either you like it or you don't it's like a tarantino or a scorsese um they well scorsese is not but it like is more mainstream but um you know tarantino like either you love or hate those movies like they're very specific and mm-hmm. so i think that's the art version right and i think yeah. fans still love it great again like we always say like that's fantastic like i there's certain movies i, I like we've talked about we love man of steel um i think Dawn of Justice could have been really good. There's parts of it that I, I really like. And then just, I really feel like the studio just got involved too much and made him yeah, it, do yeah. too much too quickly. He wasn't self-contained. He wasn't given, like, he needs to be, like, in a James Gunn role. On, and you don't want him taking over an entire universe because they would all look yeah. black and gritty with rain and 300. And, like, you know, <laughs> you don't want that. We are Gotham. Yeah. I mean, and they, there's a very, like, they're beautifully done. But I think a... a he would do well to have a self-contained like streaming platform where he has some big stars, whether it's like uh whatever. As far as the human aspect goes, um, that's another one I remember covering when it happened. Um, and he had and he had to, and, and Deborah is his wife, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Deborah Snyder. Um awful, just just awful, and and something that you never want to hear about anyone. Um, you know, and we're not gonna get into the details about that, or what I don't even know them really, but uh, you know, just a horrible, horrible situation for any family or, or anything to like deal with. And so it, it is nice to see this as like an outcome later on. And I know he's, he's been very passionate, you know, over the past, you know, five, six, seven years to, you know, for causes like this. So 
a nice bookend to the whole, you know, Snyder run at DC. Um, and I'm glad I look, there's, there's some things look that we can say that we want to see. Um, I, I just think if, if Snyder was like, I go back to a store, sports analogy. If Snyder was like a coach who had just been, you know, fired or pushed out or of some school, the school of DCEU or whatever, I think he would say like, look, I want you to give your full support and hope to James Gunn and Safran and, and, and watch that world build and, and put together. So we can hold on to things that we liked about it. Like we might want to see a justice league too, and see like that, that final 30 minute epilogue that we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was probably the best part. I was like, this is fascinating. You know, the, the, was it the antimatter Superman, you know, storyline. I think it's a fascinating thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't keep going back to the stuff that we've moved on for. So um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think it's a great, I, like you said, it's a great bookend for, for DC. I say this, if he wants to go back in the foray of anything, anything like, like superhero based, um, I think he would be the perfect director for spawn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's the thing. I think, I think his style didn't work for DC because DC needs to be, when I think of DC, I think of primary colors. I think of like the red, white, and blue you have. You, you, it, it, when you look at DC, like Marvel's world was always kind of like it, it had the different shades. There was always like the, mm. the, the gray areas with the different characters. Um, with with Marvel or with DC, it was always very, these, these characters had very specific like m- modes of operandi. It, it was, you know, Batman was the, the character of justice. Um, it was always about defending the city. Uh, Superman is, you know, this inalienable, uncorruptible mm. alien force that um, that is willing to, you know, put the needs of others above himself. And there is like these these uncompromisable standards that they've had. I don't think it fit well with Snyder's vision. But when you think of characters like Spawn. Yeah, though, I mean, Spawn in himself is a questionable, unlikable likable not you know like very very compromising character and i think with like with like his 300 style and things like that that would work perfectly yeah and then think of think about it from this perspective too um i think he'd love to work with mcfarland i mean those are two guys who like to be involved in everything i think they would probably get along really well i could see that working (laughs) um or even like hey i'm throwing another random one out there a live action invincible series um that yeah. pretty i actually really like the amazon series and it's a very interesting and unique and and but also very gritty <laughs> take right so yeah i mean look zach snyder's never gonna have tr- problems finding a job the guy is an accomplished and like i said he is one of those guys you know he is he loves and this is another thing too whether you like or dislike snyder and his what he's made you have to respect the fact that he loves what he does. Absolutely loves what he does. So much so that he lives it. And I remember when they were teasing, you know, Dawn of Justice. Like, he's that quintessential filmmaker using the Leica to take photos of Ben Affleck in the suit and posting those on his social media and making these beautiful, you know, he is everything you could think of as like an artist um, and filmmaker. He is living his dream. He loves what he does. And you, if you don't respect that, then that's on you. I respect that. And I think that 
whether you like some of his stuff or not, um, you have to appreciate the joy he's getting out of it. And, you know, he's, he's going to continue to work for as long as he wants to, um, and do different things. And what is he doing now? Actually, what is he been taking time off still or preparing for SnyderCon? Well, I mean, I mean, again, like as far as like new, um, well, I think, I think he's doing like a, wasn't he, wasn't he doing like he's, he's been in talks about doing an army of the dead sequel. Uh, that could be interesting. He did that. He did that for Netflix. And then he, I think there's a sequel that they're in talks about. I think that was something that was just being mentioned ago, not too long ago. Um, do me a favor. Um, we're, we're near the end of the episode. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and let you be solo for a few moments. I want you to talk about what we're doing at C2E2. Okay. I'm looking at this. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, we are less than a week away from C2E2. Um, so anybody out there in Chicago, please stop by, say what's up, talk to us. We are going to have a booth. Um, let me pull that up. 1742. So that will be, we are going to have a full booth um, set with, I usually have uh, this behind me, um, the banner that says Create Without Fear. That has been shipped out to C2E2 with other um other display items and what we will be doing there is essentially like tony said earlier in the episode we are going to we want to get your story you guys are you guys are our our subjects you guys are the people we want to hear from and talk to and, and hear about what you're into um that is our main goal of going there is connecting with people connecting with other fans and hearing your story and hearing what you know, what you have to say, what you're excited about, what you love, what you don't love. And that's what we want to focus on. Um, so that's one thing. Friday also, the booth will be all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Friday from 545 to 645, Donovan, um, my wife is a little nerdish in community. Um, Donovan will be hosting an amazing MCU trivia panel, uh, as, as Tony was talking about earlier. That will be in four phases, and the the giveaway gifts for there are again we talked about earlier. Kevin Foggy sign hat. Uh, I'm looking around, see if I Affinity Gauntlet, um, Lego, a lot of other things. So it's gonna be a blast. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I think it was about eight to ten of us getting together there. So again, if you are in Chicago or in the area, or um, want to just connect to hear how it was, reach out to us. Let us know um drop a like subscribe whatever um but yeah no uh if you're there we're excited it's gonna be amazing it's five days away six days away and so it's going to be a blast and something very new and um huge for us so i'm, I'm excited now here's here's what i would also i would also say um and thank you for doing that i i just needed a moment um if you are interested and you can't be there, be sure to be following the Nerd Initiative TikTok. Yeah. If TikTok is banned by then, um, also check, make sure you check us out on Instagram and on Twitter because we'll be trying to post as much as we can yeah. about what's going on. We'll try to be sharing pictures. We may, may not be able to do live streaming because if you've ever been in a, in a large convention center uh, when there's thousands of people, the odds of us getting st stable internet enough to do streaming video is ridiculous so be you know understand that but we will try to do our best 
to get you guys coverage of what's going on. If you hear about something and you're wanting to know more about it, you know, we're, we, we would love to try to connect you guys with vendors and things like that. And so, yes. you know, shoot us messages, let us know what you're interested in because we want to kind of, you know, curtail that to you. And this is something apart from C2E2, but something that Michael and I had been talking about for a while. Um, we would love for you guys to reach out to us with questions, questions to the founders or questions to the nerds, mm -hmm. because what we would like to do is to put together a series where we can answer your questions and kind of help break things down. Let's say you're new to a fandom or you want to know what our theory or our predictions are for things. Um, there is a need for it. Just recently, I posted a video on TikTok, which um, hopefully by tomorrow will be available also on the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel. Um, of where we are from phase four and five of the MCU mm -hmm. and the amount of people who just wanted to have someone positively go through the events and explain yeah. what's going on without giving a negative opinion of, Oh, this is crap or anything like that was over was overwhelming. And so we want to be able to provide that kind of stuff for you. So don't freak, don't worry. Um, if you want to hit the contact page or the contact link on our, our, our website, um, and just in the, in the subject yeah. or in the beginning of it, just say, ask the nerds. Um, we'd love to be able to answer those questions and kind of build up together so that maybe we will do something like this and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll just answer questions in the chat or answer questions that we've received from beforehand. We'd love to do that. And at some point, Michael doesn't know this yet. At some point, I want to be able to give us the opportunity to have you guys call in and talk with us and give your opinion cool. on things. Yeah. Um, so those are definitely things that are going down the road, especially with season two of fandoms. We're going to kind of open it up to you guys as well, because just like Tara tonight, giving us that, you know, that, that scoop about what happened. And I think even, even, um, even TMZ only posted it like three hours ago. So, you know, Hey, more power, more power for us to be able to, you know, connect with you guys and make you guys part of the show. Yeah. And, and look, we are learning and growing and changing. And what we're doing, I think is something that's unique in the sense that like, we're going to see 2 2 We're not looking to sell anything, right? You know, we're giving yeah. a lot of stuff away. It's about building the community and growing the community and getting your feedback and getting your story. And that's basically what we do always every day. That's what we, that's, you know, why we exist. And so, uh, it's different, uh, hopefully good in, in all of your eyes. Uh, <laughs> it's eyes or eyes is whatever. Um, but I think we're going to continue to, to push that. And that is what it's what we enjoy. Um, yeah. and that's, that's the beauty of it. And that's why I was so taken aback by Tara's information, because I thought that was incredibly cool to, you know, to midway through, get something and, and connect and talk with someone and, and, you know, and, and kind of, it's a conversation. And that's, that's what I think is, you know, the beauty of this stuff and now it can you know it can devolve but mm -hmm. we are not gonna allow it to happen and for us no. you know it's not something we we play in so um yeah yeah the moment this stops being fun for us is this the moment that it you know obviously it'd probably be stopped being fun for you guys this is not about just us making money um if that were the case then we would be constantly showing you the merch store because yeah. that's you know actually there right there that's right there. um yeah. no but you know like because that's the best way to support us but anyway um honestly like it's it's funny because like i can I, in, in all honesty and then we'll you know just like uh, michael sure says you know this one more thing and i'll shut up um i i 
I at the beginning was you know you, you get this idea you're doing you know you're doing social media you're you're becoming an influencer content creator you get this idea that you want to just you you want to leave your current job you want to you want to get into a career that you'd love doing because not everybody loves what they do and there is always this thing and and, and it's funny because like in the beginning I'm like Michael you know when are we going to start getting to the point of where you know we're we're looking at you know revenue or anything like that and he's like don't worry about that right now. Let's just build the community. And I'll, and I will tell you, it's the greatest advice I've ever been, re- I've ever received is just, you know, don't worry about down the road, worry about making the best thing now. And, and that's what we're about. We're about making sure that um, we're providing great content that we're providing, you know, support for people, whether you're a, a member of Nerd Initiative or not. Um, you know, we are thankful for being able to do what we're doing. Um, this, I, I can't speak for Michael. I'm pretty sure I could, but, um, I, this brings me more happiness than if I were working a nine to five job. And one day this might, this might be something that supports us, um, and our team and, you know, that'll be great. Yeah. But until then, this is worth it by itself. Yeah. So. It's what you get out of it. Right. And so yeah. for us, it is, um, again, the community doing what we love, talking about what we love, connecting with people. And, you know, that's, that's the reward in itself, you know? And so that's, that's our agenda is to connect with you guys, have a blast, meet with people, have fun. That's, that's really, that's our top goal. So, yeah. Yep. Well, with that said, uh, we're ready to sign off and we won't say you we won't see you until C2E2. So, um, any parting words, Michael? No, just the same as before. If, if you're in the area, stop by, say hi. If not, continue, again, reach out to us, um, subscribe, like, but also uh, ask questions, you know, connect with us, shoot us an email, shoot, you know, whatever. Um, and we, that's what we live for. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and just be remembered, we were reminded, uh, we will not have a Phantoms episode this coming week. This will be our hiatus week. Um, as we are in C2E2, but we will be sure to um, come back in full force um, two weeks um, for Nerd Init- for the Nerd News, and then the week after that for the next episode of Fandoms Season uh, season 2. So with that said, have a wonderful night. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope we've shared some you know, insight on what's been going on this week, and uh, we'll see you in the future. <laughs>